Alright, so here's what I'm planning on doing on this one. I said I had something interesting planned. I had something interesting planned for this episode. Now, people have asked me about my episodes and how they work and what I do and all those different things and how I talk for so long. So a lot of it, you know, is not, I don't want to call it scripted. It's somewhat scripted. You know, I'll sit in a room, I'll write down uh, Packers, Colts, and, you know, I'll remember what I want to say about that game or I won't remember. I'll talk about it for a while. And then I'll do a little bit of editing, cutting here and there, what I like and what I don't like. I wanted to do a freestyle episode of just me talking, what it sounds like when I'm actually just talking about sports, because that is something that I think I'm uh, best at. It's the reason I started this thing. I think that was my strength, was that I just talk about sports. So right now I'm driving. Uh, we're in between the uh, you know full slate of games. I was watching Red Zone all day, and now we have the Sunday night game coming up. I went 2-2 two two on my picks. I guess the first thing is, when you have the second-to-best team in football going up against the second-to-worst team in football, and you take the points for the second-to-worst team in football, they're still the second-to-worst team in football. Um, so that's that. Uh, with the Packers, the Packers did not lose that game in overtime. If you think the Packers lost that game in overtime, you didn't watch that game. That game uh, was lost... With about three and a half minutes left, the Packers decided not to kick the field goal. They elected to go for it on fourth down. It would have been not a gimme field goal, but about a 45-yarder maybe. If they kicked the field goal there, um, they obviously had time for another drive. They could have just driven down the field, and that field goal that wound up tying the game would have been the game-winning field goal. I know you could play the what-if game all day, and you probably won't play the what-if game, but I really thought they should have taken the field goal at that point, um, tied up the score. There will be three minutes left. There's time for them to get the ball back. Trust your defense. Uh, to get you that ball back, which ultimately they did after all those holding calls. Really weird end to that game. And then in overtime, um, they made it to overtime with some heroics by Aaron Rodgers. I will never, ever get sick of watching Aaron Rodgers in the two-minute drill. It's one of my most favorite things to watch. Uh, he's so incredible at it. No one like him in the league. And so that's that. My other picks, the Jets, it wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. Braxton Berrios, you legend. They're running like a, you know, a lateral drill, and he just slides down to a knee to end the game, kind of. I mean, he didn't really slide, but he all but slid down and just ended the game. Let's take the 0 and 10. The tank is on. Let's get Lawrence. Um, six more of these. Hopefully, they can pull it off. Uh, I, was, I was looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule, though, and especially after the way they played today. I don't know if they have another win in them. I thought that was also mismanaged. I thought, you know, they're up 3 nothing and they go for the onside kick. I think... You know, you're up 3 nothing on the Steelers. It's not a lot. And I guess you want to get the momentum. But you take the risk of really losing any momentum that you thought you might have by giving them great field position and all that. So, I don't know. Um, again, the point of this, I just kind of want to ramble my thoughts on today's football. This is, I'm not reading from anywhere. I'm trying to kind of just grow, going through it. Um, a lot of people ask me a lot of questions about, you know, the podcast and what I'm doing. Uh, most of my friends, that's who's listening to this, so I appreciate it. You guys, you guys know who you are. Um, if anyone who doesn't know me is listening to this, I appreciate that also. Please share it. Tell your friends if you like it. Um, yeah, so that's basically what's going on now. I want to talk about the Knicks for a minute. I really didn't do justice um, during that last podcast. I kind of I wanted to do the whole NFL, and I wanted to talk about every team, and I wanted to get into everything, and then I got to the end of the podcast, and I was like, well, here we are at the end of the podcast, or what should have been the end of the podcast, an hour in, and I still hadn't really talked about the NBA, and I was just 
you know, I kind of wanted to talk about the NBA because I'd already pre-recorded the beginning where I was like, yeah, I'll talk about that later when I get to the NBA. And I, you know, I could have taken all those parts out, but I did want to touch on the NBA. It was the night of the draft. So I wanted to talk about that, but I don't think I did it justice. What I said made no sense about the Knicks. What I said about the Knicks was that, you know, I hated the pick. And then at the end of the day, I liked the pick. Um, here's why I hated the Obi, why I didn't want them to go for Obi Toppin. If Obi Toppin fell to them at eight, I said, that's fine. I think they needed a guard and that's why I didn't want them to go for Obi Toppin. Nothing against Obi Toppin, um, more than I thought they should get a guard. Now, at the same time, I didn't think you should trade up for a guy who's 22 years old and has defensive lapses. So if he's a young kid and you could work with him, that's one thing. Um, but if he's 22 years old, he's kind of set. This is kind of what he's going to be. There's not so much working with him to do. I think that's a really tough position to be in. But what I really like about Obi Toppin is a New York kid. He wanted to be in New York. They didn't trade up to get him. Um, they, he fell to them at eight. I think he's a good talent. Um, and he's a hard worker. This guy was undrafted. Was, you know, he wasn't supposed to go drafted at all. He was not. He didn't get a scholarship to any college. He you know, had to make it his own way. Um, he was always a hard worker. He wasn't a great basketball player. He really worked hard. So to say that he's not going to work on his defense just between, just because he's 22 years old, I realize it might not be true. I think they should have taken maybe Halliburton at that spot. And Halliburton is the more sure pick. He'll be a good NBA player, might be a role player, but he'll be a good guard in the NBA, I think. But if it was between Toppin and Halliburton, Toppin is a guy who you know is going to work hard. He's a homegrown kid, meaning he's a New York kid. Um, he's going to want to come to the garden and take it over and be amazing. I thought he would clash with Mitchell Robinson. Hopefully they'll be able to make that work. Maybe have that twin tower aspect in the middle. Two big guys who are both athletic, both can move. Uh, Toppin can really play on the perimeter as well as on the interior. So we'll see what happens with that. And if he's on the floor and you need someone to clean up behind him, there's no better guy than Mitchell Robinson to be manning the middle with all those blocks and that big body in the middle. So really not the worst pick in the world. If Killian Hayes was there in that spot, I'd be saying something very different, but Killian Hayes went the pick before the Knicks. Now, a lot of Knicks fans are like, hey, we're doing nothing in free agency. Why aren't we doing anything in free agency? This is the best free agency the Knicks have had in my lifetime. Um, and I say that because usually in free agency, they throw money out at random players. They get locked into these long-term contracts, and they're not doing that. They basically traded, they made a bunch of different trades that ended up getting them three second-round picks in a couple of years. What's important to know about that is that in a couple of years, the NBA will be allowing teams to draft kids right out of high school again. So those second round picks will become valuable again. That is very important to know. And those are really good picks. Those are not nothing picks. So they got those picks for nothing though, by just moving contracts around. They signed a lot of one year deals for guys who maybe, you know, are fiery, have some attitude, can help build a winning culture, can help teach the young, younger guys a little bit, but are also trading ships at the deadline. Kind of what they did with Marcus Morris this past year, just flip him. And the one contract that I really like, they needed a point guard. They got Austin Rivers today, three years, $10 million. You're not locking yourself into a huge long-term contract. Three years and $10 million is really not a lot. If he plays above his pay grade, you really could trade him at any point. But I think he could teach the young guys, whoever does come in to be the guard of the future, if they get that guy in the next couple of years, he could try and kind of build a culture with these guys. He's a guy who's been around a lot of smart basketball minds. He's been around his father. He's been around Chris Paul, James Harden, those guys. And so there's a lot that he can teach to these younger kids. He's seen a lot. I'm not saying he's a great player. He's not an all-star. 
I don't think the NBA, the Knicks are going to win a championship this year, but for them to trade the future for Chris Paul and sign some of these low-level free agents just to get to the seventh seed and knocked out in the first or second round of the playoffs, there's no point. If they make the second round, if they make the seventh seed this year, I would love that. Of course I would love that, but not if it means risking the future. So somebody said to me, said, oh, you're just a Nick fan who wants to tank. You want to keep tanking and tanking and tanking. When is it going to end with the tank? No, I don't want them to tank. I want them to play well this year. I want them, I want to see what these young kids can do, but I don't want to trade away the future for a seven, you know, for a seven seed. If they get the seven seed this year, I'd be extremely happy. Of course, with these young kids to get the seven seed, that would be amazing for them. It would build on their, on what they have going on. It could build them towards the future. That would be excellent. But to trade some of these guys that they have now to trade the assets they have now, for a seven seed and then killing the future is not worth it. Leon Rose has done an excellent job. I think the Knicks are Knicks fans are split 50 50 on this. So that's kind of where that is. Some of the other big stories in the NFL, I guess is the Ravens game. I was actually right about that one. Um, I did not think the Titans would win necessarily, but they needed it more. I said that before the game, they did need it more. They got it. They got their win. So that is important for them. Um, for the Ravens, I think they'll be fine. I think they're a good team. Uh, it could be worse for the Ravens. I think they're not winning the division anyway. Now that, uh, the Steelers are 10 and 0. So they just got to keep fighting. They could still go 10 and 6, 11 and 5. They'll make the playoffs. I think the Ravens will be fine. Um, so that's that one game that shocked me was that Miami lost to Denver. There was something interesting that I was thinking right after I recorded the picks, or sorry, not the picks, but the last podcast. And again, I'm just rambling, whatever pops into my head here. So something interesting that I thought of after I recorded the last podcast was a team like Houston, or I'm not remembering the other team that I thought of, where I, or a team like Philadelphia was actually what I thought of, although both those teams are terrible, Philadelphia and uh, Cleveland, that is. So I'm not going to talk about them. But a team like Houston, where I was thinking to myself after the podcast, I said, I said, that Deshaun Watson is the answer at quarterback. And they just need to figure out the pieces around him. Last year, they were a playoff team. And I know they lost DeAndre Hopkins and kind of lost the front office, lost the locker room, it seemed like, uh, with Bill O'Brien in this messy exit from that situation. Um, But at the end of the day, something really interesting that happened there is you still have Deshaun Watson. You still have a great quarterback. And so... This is a guy who you can ride him. When you have a great quarterback, you can ride him. They might win a few games. They might win a few more games this year. I'm not shocked at all. I thought the Patriots would win that game, but I'm not shocked that they lost. I'm not surprised that the guy, the team with the great quarterback at home won. That's something that we do see. And if they ripped off a bunch of straight wins and went to the playoffs, do I think it's likely? No, but I think it could happen because that's what happens. I got to say this about the Colts. Even though I told you I thought that game was mismanaged, I think the Colts are legit, so that's in that same division. Those three teams are fighting for one spot. That's the Titans, the Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so that's really interesting. The Cowboys, I wasn't shocked by that either. I, I said they'd be better when Andy Dalton comes back. They still have so many great weapons. Um, I, Mike McCarthy didn't forget how to coach. He's looked pretty bad coaching this year, but he didn't forget how to coach. So let's keep that in mind. Um, something interesting, the NBA... So it's kind of interesting. I think free agency doesn't officially start and they have, you can announce all these things. It's all part of this league where everyone's buddy, buddy and all that stuff. I mean, there's all this also Anthony Davis didn't sign yet. 
everyone should notice that if you're a Knicks fan and you're hoping for them to go for it this year, hey, you could still sign Anthony Davis to a big contract. But um, I just want to, I just want to pull something up real quick because um, I'm looking at Twitter now and he's announcing everything. Nothing is official, and that's why there was that trade with um, the Bucks and Drew Holiday, and then they backed out on it. And really, the whole reason they made that trade with the Bucks. Uh, getting Drew Holiday was because they thought they'd get Bogdan Bogdanovich also. So they're getting a lot of pieces. They weren't just, just getting Drew Holiday. Um, that's how they saw it. But at the end of the day, that's not what happened at all. And that's a problem for the Bucks. It goes back to the whole, you know, mindset of the league that I was talking about. Everyone's kind of behind their back. Everyone's breaking the rules. Everyone's talking before the official free agency period, talking before the official draft uh, trading period. and. The loose leaks are also part of the issue. I love Adrian Wojnarowski. I love Shams. Both of those guys are great. But what was happening during the draft just ruined the draft. You see, Woj is competing with Shams. They used to work together. Now Shams works for The Athletic. Woj works for ESPN. Now they're competing with each other. Who can break the news first of who's getting drafted? Now, But Woj works for ESPN. He doesn't want to say, hey, this guy's getting drafted because he doesn't want to kill the ESPN broadcast of the draft. But the ESPN broadcast of the draft was pointless. You saw a guy came on and it had to tell them what happened to the draft. They didn't realize that the Knicks had traded that pick. I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, is Phil Jackson running this team again when I saw them pick that uh, uh, European guy? And then they ended up trading him. That was all part of a trade. But the guys running the draft, the guys doing the draft on ESPN were the guys who knew the least, and it was really upsetting uh, to watch. And here's, here's some of the tweets from Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, he doesn't want to say that they are for sure drafting this guy because it takes away viewership from ESPN, and he works for ESPN. So here's what he says. says Portland is targeting CJ Elby at number 46 per source. The Bucks are targeting Jordan Nora at, number, at 45 per source. He says they're targeting as opposed to they're drafting. What he means is they are drafting them. And what ends up happening is he just is avoiding the fact that I never said they're drafting him. I said they're looking at him. They're targeting him. This is towards the end of the draft. I guess he was getting lazy. But if you look throughout the draft, he uses different language to say basically they're drafting him. And so technically he's not ruining it for ESPN. But at the same time, this guy's getting drafted and you're saying it like five minutes before it's announced. They need to figure out, the league needs to figure out as a whole to just kind of tighten it up. It's a little bit sloppy right now. And I think Adam Silver likes it because he wants it to be a player's league. He wants the league to be run by the players and the agents. He wants them to be very happy. They're the superstars. They promote the league. They make the league money. I get that. But, and everyone loves Adam Silver for it. And then you look at a guy like, um, you know, like Roger Goodell, who's hated on in the NFL. And why is he hated on? Because he disciplines the players and he makes sure that things are, he runs a tight ship. He finds coaches, he finds teams. I think the NBA kind of needs to tighten it up a little bit more. I don't know why the ratings are down in the NBA, um, but I think there is an aspect of it that kind of needs to tighten up. You see players tweeting about certain teams that they think they're being traded to and then they're traded elsewhere or they're the first ones to announce a tweet, or they're the last ones to know. It's not a good situation, I don't think. Um, I don't know what the answer is. 
if you think I'm crazy and you think the NBA looks fine and everyone loves the NBA, so why does it matter? You're just talking craziness. You might be right. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that's my personal opinion. Anyway, I got to go run and catch the Sunday night game. Again, I was actually thinking before the Ravens game. <laughs> Again, something that popped into my head. So before the Ravens game, I was like, oh my God, I made the wrong pick. I think the Ravens are going to blow out. That's why they made the line. Vegas made the line six and a half so that everyone would take the Titans because they think the Ravens are going to blow them out. And Vegas is never wrong. Well, I kept my pick. I didn't change it. But my pick tonight, it's a pretty big line. I hope the sorry, I hope the Chiefs cover the points. I think they will. Um, but we'll see. It should be a good game. That's all I got for now. There are probably other things I was going to say. Um, I'm going to come back on after the game. We'll recap the game, maybe preview Monday night, and then I'm going to post this tomorrow morning. So, um enjoy Monday night football when you see this. I'm going to go enjoy Sunday night football. Uh, and this is just kind of cool. This is something that, like, I think I'm good at talking about sports. I could talk for a while. I could ramble. I don't need to write notes. I think, you know, I saw the games today. I was watching it. <laughs> so there's not much. Um, maybe I missed a few things here or there. I'm going to, again, go through the schedule and be like, oh, I look, I could have talked about that. I could have talked about that. There were probably a couple of things I want to talk about. Um, but people are asking me, what do you do? How do you organize all the thoughts in your head? But right now I've been going for about 18 minutes and I didn't organize any of these thoughts before. I didn't write anything down. I'm kind of just talking about sports. This is why I love doing this. is Why I want to do the podcast. You know, I kind of want the pod. I'll be honest. I want the podcast to be successful. I want it to be good. I want to post as often as possible. And sometimes it's, I'm, my heart's not going to be in it and I'm going to have to just talk and cut and edit and do stuff like that. But this is the type of thing where this is why I love doing it. I wanted everyone to hear this. Because it's important to me that everyone else knows why I'm doing this. Um, you know, so even if you don't listen or you don't like it, this is why I'm doing it. I think I'm good at it. And I'm going to keep doing it because it's something that I really love. It's something I'm passionate about. Uh, I'm passionate about sports in a way that I feel is... I'm passionate about the fact that it's just sports. It's just a distraction from life. It's not life. It's not the end-all, be-all. It, it's fun. It's something that you could just relax sitting up. You know, if I'm sitting in my car right now in a hoodie, if I was sitting on a TV set with a, you know, with a suit on, I think I would be taking sports a little bit too seriously. So it sounds like in this podcast, a lot of times I'm talking seriously, but I think I want to make it a little bit lighter. I don't know how, I think if there was someone else talking to me, maybe that would be part of it. Maybe I'll bring friends on, start with guests, something like that. So I'm opening the window for all you guys who have been asking me already, you know who you are. Um, but I think one of the big things that I could do to make it lighter and feel just more normal is have this open dialogue where I'm like, oh, here's what I did last week on the podcast. Here's what I liked. Here's what I didn't like about it. Here's what I think I could do better. Um, so one of the things I could do better is just kind of talk, just kind of make it feel real. And I think it still will sound good because that is trusting my ability to talk and to explain myself. And well, right now I'm not explaining myself so well, ironic, but um, I think my ability to just talk about sports in a way that is relatable to everyone and is enjoyable to listen to is really what I think is my talent. And that's why I want to do it. And whether I'm talented at it or, at it or not, and you think I am or not, I'm going to keep doing it because this is something I love. So that was a little ramble at the end. But again, um, that's what I got. So I'll see you guys after the Monday nighter, sorry, the Sunday nighter. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I might put the, uh, advertisement in here. Now, if you guys want to advertise, go to anchor.fm and 
you could choose to sponsor me. That would be fun. So I might put that in here now. If I have another break later in the show, I might do that a little bit later. It's all part of it. This isn't planned. This is the unedited, uncut version. Um, and I'm kind of really happy that I'm doing this. So uh, thank you guys for listening. If you think it's as good or even better than the regular podcast, let me know. Uh, yeah. All right. Peace. All right. It's halftime of the Sunday night football game where football Sunday meets the Sunday scaries as we like to call them. I wasn't sure if I was going to come back on for halftime, but I am. My bet not looking great. It would have looked really a lot better if uh, Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw that interception at the end of the first half. Uh, then they at least kick a field goal, make it 17-17, or score a touchdown and go up 21-17. That would have been nice for my bet, but I'm still pretty confident. I think I think the Chiefs will win this game by more than a touchdown. Yeah. So... I don't know. And if they don't, I'll just take this part out of the podcast. Haha. Because I'm not posting this till a little bit later anyway. Um, one thing I want to talk about was the Saints. The Saints, I wrote in the description of my podcast from last night slash this morning. Um, I wrote in the description that I could see that being a close game. I could see Atlanta winning. But I knew when they announced that they were starting Taysom Hill that the Saints had a plan. So obviously the plan was for Taysom Hill to do what he did. And they won, and he looked really good. They obviously made a very good game plan for him. And they didn't even use Alvin Kamara that much. So the question becomes, are they going to be really good with Taysom Hill even after Drew Brees retires and all that? Uh, A lot of people were talking about that. Obviously, this is one game, so we'll see what happens. Uh, So far in the first half of this game, uh, Oakland looks good. The Chiefs also look good, so yeah. Anyway, a couple of pauses. Again, I started recording. Not sure what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to be editing this, so we'll see what, hap- what happens with that. Um, you know, I'm going to listen to all of it, and I'm going to be like, hey, maybe this is a really bad idea, but that's the point. The point is I'm going to try and find what works. I don't want it to be the same every week. If I just keep doing the same thing over and over again, I don't think it'll improve that much, so I kind of want to try different things, and then I listen back to it, and I'll be like, hey, maybe that worked, maybe that worked. Um see what works for me moving forward you know uh i get to analyze it that'll be fun and i want you guys to tell me your input also in the nba by the way two young guys jason tatum and donovan mitchell signed five-year extensions to stay with their teams 195 million dollars each good for them i think boston with kemba walker we'll see what they could do running it back i don't know what the plan is for boston i think he's a really good player um they need some other pieces so we'll see what happens with the Celtics. Uh, by the way, the Hornets, thank you, Michael Jordan, for saving the Knicks from themselves, taking on these bad contracts. Speaking of Boston, they lost Gordon Hayward to the Hornets. Kind of weird. The Hornets give that huge contract to Gordon Hayward, but didn't give the money to Kemba Walker last year. I don't know. Just kind of strange. Um, if you ask me, at least. Anything else to talk about? I mentioned that I love broadcasting, and it's honestly a pleasure to listen to Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels call this Sunday night game. But something cool that the broadcasters were doing throughout the game is uh, the games t- earlier today on Fox, they do like kind of, they were posting on Instagram, just a short recap of each game and what it means, what the implications are for the standings. Speaking of the standings, the NFC East, again, all four teams have three wins. They should all be eliminated today. That's it. It's over. You guys are done. And for Giants fans, they're like, hey, we kind of feel comfortable. We beat the Eagles. We got this division. Now we have a little bit of momentum going. Boom. 
Dallas hits you with the win. Boom. Washington hits you with the win. Did Washington win today? Win today? I think they did. Um, in that game, Joe Burrow got hurt. I hope he recovers speedily and well. I hope he is comes back strong. It's a problem when you know you draft the franchise quarterback, but you don't have the offensive line yet to protect him. So it's kind of rough. Bengals fans, Jet fans alike, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to go watch the second half of this game, though, on Sunday night. I'll kind of come back with a bit of a recap. Maybe my bet will be right. Maybe it'll be wrong. And then we'll uh, talk about tomorrow night's game, maybe pick the game. It's so funny. It used to be the Monday night game. I'll probably mention this again because I'll forget that I said this, but the Monday night game used to be like the worst game. It used to be Thursday night game, great, great. Thursday night game, great game. Uh, Sunday night game, great game. And then the Monday night game was always a terrible game, but I guess ESPN is paying a little bit more now because they are getting great games every week on Monday night. It's actually something that I'm, I look forward to watching, which in the past I never did. So it's going to be cool to see that game. We got the Bucks. So yeah, that's what's up. Um, anything else? No, I'm going to go watch the second half of a football game and if I think of something. Oh, I saw that Luke Voigt, because I'm a Yankee fan, uh, might get traded, that he was being dangled out there. Buster only reported that. Listen, the guy went from traded for nothing because no one heard of him. He was in the St. Louis system. He comes to the Yankees this year. He's the home run king, albeit in a 60-game season. He had 22 home runs, the next best in the ba- in the major leagues, had 18. So he really did have a great year. I love his attitude. I love his personality. Uh, if they're trying to trade, if they're trying to trade Luke Voigt, that kind of tells me that they want to move Glaber back to second. They want to resign DJ and put him at first, and hopefully they can trade for Francisco Lindor. If that's the case, I'm okay with it. I'd hate to see Luke Voigt go, but we have Aaron Judge and uh, Gary Sanchez and Giancarlo Stanton and Luke Voigt are all kind of similar at bats in the lineup. You kind of at some point need to see something a little bit different. So. It makes sense that he would be the odd man out as opposed to anyone else on that roster. Um, okay, I don't know if anyone cares about the Yankees so much. I, again, I know my crowd, so if you guys care about the Yankees, great. If not, not. Um, but keep please keep sharing this so I can get some listens. I think if the right person hears this at the right time, they'll think it's pretty good. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to go watch the second half. See you all soon. Patrick Mahomes is insane. Andy Reid doesn't lose coming off a bye week. Travis Kelsey is a magician. Darren Waller looks great. The Oakland Raiders, now called the Las Vegas Raiders, look amazing. Everyone's amazing. Chiefs win. Everyone wins. But me. Welcome to my post-game recap. How about that? Um, so, like I said, literally, Patrick Mahomes is insane. Everyone looks amazing in that game, other than me, because I lose. I go 2-3 and three on my picks this week. That game was awesome. The Raiders proved that they're a real team. They really hung with them. At the end of the day, you're not going to beat Mahomes. Derek Carr looked like a real quarterback. He looked really good. And I said this in my last podcast, or I guess really two podcasts ago. He's looked really good this year. He's fully back to the you know pre-injury Derek Carr, he looks awesome. This offense looks great. This whole team looks great. Nelson Aguilar, by the way, he made some nice catches in this game. He dropped so many balls. If he doesn't drop some of those passes, they win by a lot. So, I don't know. There's so many different things going on in this football game. 
I love Josh Jacobs. I said this at the beginning of the year. He's going to be one of the great running backs in the league and fantasy, especially this year. I, he's awesome. Um, and even better, his money management. I don't know if you heard the story in the middle of the game, but if you were watching the game and you were listening to the broadcast on NBC, Chris Collinsworth mentioned a story about how he deferred his bonus, his signing bonus as a rookie contract. He knew that the Vegas Raiders then in Oakland were moving to Las Vegas. So instead of taking on the California state tax with his signing bonus, he took on the Vegas state tax and had to pay way less. So he obviously had a very smart Jew advising him. Um, Or he's a really smart guy, which is very possible in its own right. Um, But the point is, he's a great running back. That team is really good. That team could definitely be in the conversation for the wild card. And now the AFC kind of looks like there's a lot of good teams again. I said, hey, Baltimore doesn't have to worry so much. Maybe this team doesn't have to worry so much. But now it's kind of looking like, hey, there might be a bunch of really good teams fighting for one spot. Um, the Chiefs are ridiculous. They're number one still. I I watched the Steelers today and them dismantle um, the terrible Jacksonville Jaguars. But you watch the Chiefs even in a close game. I never really felt like they were going to lose that game. <laughs> you saw Mahomes get the ball back and you're like, okay. He's going to get the ball back and he's going to go down and score. And I don't even know how Travis Kelsey was so wide open on the play. It doesn't make sense. Um, but Kelsey is amazing. And what just some plays that happen throughout the game are just not normal. It amazes me every time. I've seen very few things like it. Um, I go back to watching Rodgers earlier today in his two-minute drill. It's really just incredible what those two guys can do. It's really different than the rest of the league. So, again... Me being so wrong on my picks, I apologize if you ran out this morning and you're like, oh my God, he's going to, you know, these are his picks. I went two and three, really not so good. Um, so I'm sorry about that. But as always next week, I don't think I'm going to pick tomorrow night's game. Tomorrow night, or if you're listening to this now, I guess it might be tonight at this point, Monday night football. Like I said, in the past, they've been terrible games. They're great games these days. Uh you got Tom Brady going up against Jared Goff, rematch of the Super Bowl, actually. They faced each other in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Um, I really think Jared Goff and the Rams are a really good team. That's what I want to say. I don't want to get a bet against Tom Brady, though. I've said that countless times on here. I only have three podcast episodes, and I keep saying, oh, don't bet against Tom Brady. As a Jet fan, you learned never to bet against Tom Brady. Um, so... I don't want to bet against him. I think it's minus five for the Bucs. I really think this is a type of situation where both teams kind of could see a chance to really make a run. That Last week, the Rams beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks win this week, but that means that Arizona lost. So maybe the Rams see a chance to kind of stick with the Seahawks. They already beat them. Um, stick with them in the standings and win uh, for the Bucs. It's like, hey, Drew Brees is out. Let's try and make some ground on them, even though we lost twice to them already. So again, big opportunity for both teams to take a big jump. And so it should be, again, a really good Monday night football game tomorrow night. Um, anything else I want to talk about? I kind of want to talk about broadcasters because I always say that I love broadcasting. If there was one thing in sports I'd go into, it would be broadcasting. And when I sit and watch a game, I listen to the broadcasters. If I don't like the broadcasters, I'll turn them on. I'll turn them down. I'll broadcast it myself. I think broadcasters in the last couple of years, you see it with Joe Buck, you see it on Sunday Night Football with these guys. They've become a little more relaxed. It's become a little more laid back, not so buttoned up, so uptight. And kind of like that, I see the sport moving that way a little bit. I see a future where 
kind of your average guy or not your average guy, but more relaxed sports guys, barstool sports type of uh, stream of games becomes the norm where people are watching those streams and turning down the broadcast, assuming, you know, the lap, uh, the lapse in time is not off too much. That's just something I've been thinking about for the last couple of years. Uh, so that's, you know, some of my favorites are in the NFL and some great broadcasting moments today. Ian Eagle's always awesome. Uh, Tony Romo was excellent with Jim Nance calling that game today in Baltimore. I think uh, Joe Buck calling Aaron Rodgers games is one of the great things. It's been now a decade of that. You know, it feels like every time there's a big Packers game, Joe Buck is calling it and that's awesome. So just a couple of things there. Monday Night Football, I think they still need to get it together. ESPN's theory is kind of like, hey, everyone is expendable other than the few, you know, two huge guys like Stephen A. Smith or whatever. Uh, SVP now is one of those guys. Other than those guys, everyone is expendable because we have the brand name of ESPN and we're Disney and this and that. So we don't really need anyone. They also have Mike Breen, who's one of my favorite broadcasters. Obviously, he does basketball. He does the Knicks. I met him once. So that's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think anything else on this pod. I don't think this has been such a long podcast. So tomorrow night's going to be a fun game. This whole week was fun. The NFL, as much as I think that it's unpredictable the league this year, I think it's been just really fun at the same time. It's just been so many different teams have shown flashes that they could be really good. So if you think that, uh, someone is for sure winning the Super Bowl or you think someone is for sure done. I wouldn't count anyone out of like the teams in the top really 18 uh, in the league. And I wouldn't say that one team for sure is going to the Super Bowl. I think the closest team is the Chiefs. I think if you could say, hey, I really think this team is going to the Super Bowl. Maybe you can say that about the Chiefs. Um, so that's how I feel right now. Anything else? Uh, let's preview next podcast. Next episode, I'm going to do a little bit more scripted. I'm going to go back to scripted, but I'm going to kind of script it differently where I could spend more time on each thing, but at the same time, uh, also kind of make it a little bit more relaxed, just kind of talking about sports. So I want to do that. So next episode is going to be called 3, 3, and 3, or I don't know if I'm going to entitle it that, but it's going to be, that's going to be the theme. Uh, and you'll see what that means when you listen next week. So if you listen, thank you again as always. I want to do a intro music, outro music. I want to start working on that. I have some ideas. Um, I don't know how I'm going to implement them exactly. I think Spotify would be much easier to implement them on. Uh, but with Apple Podcasts and the other platforms that I have the podcast up on now, I don't know how that would work exactly. So working on a bunch of things, trying to make this awesome. Uh Still didn't quit my day job, so uh, lots going on, and really overall, I want to make this awesome. I think this could be really good, and I want to hear your feedback. I think this episode is kind of going to be fun, because I felt a little bit more relaxed recording it. I hope it comes off that way, but I hope it at the same time it comes off sounding like professional and a sports podcast and how I want it to be. Um, so that's that. I really want feedback. I really want to hear what people have to say. I've heard a couple people already tell me that they either like it or don't like it or interesting things about it. How do you talk for so long? How do you not take notes? All that stuff. Um, but yeah, I could talk about anything forever. So um, yeah, that's basically what's up. So that's the pod. 
like and subscribe, people. Share it. Tell your friends. Um, and I'll see you back here in a couple of days. Uh, go enjoy Monday Night Football. Have a great week.